Thank you, Amy. Amy. Uh, my brothers and I wish to welcome you all here tonight in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, tonight we have, have uh, Wilson Jones preaching for us. And Wilson, Wilson's been, been a fixture around here for a long time. He's been, and we want you to remember him in, in your prayers that, that he might have the strength he needs and that he might find the words that he needs to, to express what's on his heart. For an opening scripture, we'd like to go to the 10th chapter of Deuteronomy. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to read verse 16 for, for the uh, opening scripture. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart, and be no more stiff-necked. And, uh, you know, this circumcision is an interesting thing. We know about the physical circumcision of the, of, of, that many, many boys go through at time of birth. But, uh, you know, the circumcision of the heart is, is quite... Uh, Quite interesting, and and it uh, and it uses the same type of terminology that that the physical circumcision does, except that uh, except our hearts need to be circumcised as well. And the uh, you know the way I like to look at this, and actually there's two kinds of circumcisions in the scriptures. One is the physical circumcision. And the other is the spiritual circumcision, and the circumcision of the heart, and it involves a, it involves a, uh, getting out those things which are not right. And and when I I had to look it up in the dictionary to see exactly what circumcised meant, but it uh, it stated that it was cutting around, and the and the foreskin of your heart is is all those things that, that don't need to be on our heart. And to, to get to the good part, you got to get rid of that. And uh, so, and it is that when we, when we uh, circumcise the heart, and to me that's, you know, that, that could be another term for baptism, but I, I compared it to, to an orange. And the orange has an outer peel, and then it's got the fruit inside. And in order to get to the fruit inside, you got to take away the outer peeling. And uh, and so so with the circumcision of the heart, there's that outer peeling of the heart, which which is is filled with all the evil that that is just, that is on the heart. Uh, and in the world, you you know that's what the world has. They got that. That outer peeling on the heart that does not let the let the inner heart out, and and we have this this uh, circumcision, which in this case we get rid of the outer peeling and and all you got is a pure heart, which is which is what I believe happens, and uh, so it is that we when we I I feel like in our day at least that baptism is. Sort of necessary, 
in many cases to, to, to get to that inner feeling and to get to that inner heart. But uh, we want to to highlight, uh, I, I saw that and just wanted to say, say something about, about, the, about, about the circumcision of the heart. And for the opening scripture, I'll go ahead and read uh, from the 10th chapter of Deuteronomy, verse 12. What doeth the Lord thy God, God require thee, but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all and with all thy soul. And verse thirteen, to keep to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. So let us open with him three thirteen. God, the eternal Heavenly Father, 
It's a joy and a privilege to come before uh, your throne at this hour, at this time, this evening and this beautiful day you've provided for us, that we might invite your good spirit to be here with us, to touch the hearts of all those that have come, and also to go forth to touch the hearts of those that uh, are uh, listening in and uh, also those that uh, are sick and afflicted in our on our hospitals and wherever they may be. While this is not a time to pray for the sick, I do pray that your angels would go forth and touch them and their hearts and their minds that they might be blessed also. Remembering our brother Mike Long and his wife as they uh, suffer through an illness that uh, may be terminal. But we also know that you are the great physician and you can heal those if you will. I also pray, Father, that you would uh, be with our speaker tonight, Brother Wilson, that he will have the uh, words to say that you've placed upon his heart. And then we might entertain that good spirit that uh, brings us all to the light and truth and understanding, that we have the knowledge of uh, your uh, scriptures and those things that you would have us to do, that we might become better citizens, meet for the kingdom, desiring to have the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ in his kingdom to come that we might all participate. And we ask it in the blessed, his blessed and holy name, even Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. The opening scripture this, this evening is the first two verses of the 10th Deuteronomy. It says, at the time the Lord said unto me, hew the, two, hew the two other tablets of stone like unto the first, and come up unto me upon the mount, and make thee an ark of wood. And I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which, which thou breakest, save the words of the everlasting covenant, of the holy priesthood, and thou shalt put them in the ark. Let's remain seated and sing hymn 353. Excuse me, that's 355.
This sermon is its not like any sermon I've ever done before. They say, before I've taken a subject of something simple like faith or the story of uh, Jonas and, uh, and able to chronologically follow that story uh, or find scriptures on the subject. But uh, as I read the 10th chapter of Deuteronomy, he, he doesn't stay in the same place. He goes from where they're at, uh, at the waters of Jordan, back to when they were received the first sets of uh, the Ten Commandments, to back to here and back to there, and it, it confused me. So uh, after reading the 10th chapter, uh, well, I've got to figure out the contents of where, where this is. So I read the 9th chapter. And after I read the ninth chapter, I read the eleventh chapter. And then I started back at the first chapter of Deuteronomy. And uh, that's where my second scripture is. It's the first chapter of Deuteronomy, the first and third verses. These are the words Moses spake unto, the, unto all of Israel on the side of on this side of Jordan, in the wilderness, in the plains over against the Red Sea, between, and he gives five different places, and I can't pronounce any of their words, or the places, but uh, it comes to where they were. And, uh, and there were 11 days' journey from Hebron by the way of Mount Sinai, and it gives some more places of where they passed, and I can't under, read them either. And it came to pass on the 40th year and the 11th month that Moses spake unto the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him in commandments unto them. So now they are on the side of Jordan, 40 years into their journey. And uh, they've been there twice now. This is their second time. And the Lord says, these are the things that have happened to you. Moses starts from the beginning. And he goes through all 40 years. I mean, this speech had to have been long. I, uh, so, you know, we, we sometimes think when you read the, the Old Testament that uh, the temperament of God has changed because now he tells you to go out and to preach your gospel, to convert the people, to uh, bring my word to everybody. When he talked to the Israelites, he said, go in and kill them. Destroy their wives, their children. Burn down their altars, burn down their homes. And uh, what, did he change or did our perception and our interpretation of what, what he was saying change? And why did he do it? I mean, uh, had their day of choosing passed? 
But uh, as he starts talking about their, their time, he starts telling, you know, there are so many of you, and you're so petty that uh, I can't deal with all your, your disagreements and all your problems. Choose you judges from your 12 tribes. Choose you captains. He divided the people. He set up an order that, uh, that they could handle because Moses says, I can't handle your problems. Come to me when you can't figure it out on yourself. But uh, reason between yourselves and come up with a, an answer. And only bring me the problems that you can't solve. And now that first time, because it wasn't very far after they had left Egypt, that they're sitting on the side of Jordan the first time. They had been to Sinai. They had received the 12 commandments. They had broken the 12 commandments. And the Lord led them to, to Jordan. And he says, go in and possess the land. He says, I will drive out the people before you, and I will fight your battles. And uh, the people says, let's choose 12 people to go in ahead of us. Let's see what's out there. And they did. And those 12 men come back. And they had glowing stories of what the land was full of. I mean, it was full of fruits, the vegetables, the, the water. But then they got to the people, and they said they're giants. They're huge. And they're cities. They're walled. They're walled to heaven. And the Israelites rebelled. They said, huh, we will not go in. And the Lord heard them. And the 31st, 34th and 37th verses of Deuteronomy. And the Lord heard the voice and the word of the words, and he was wroth and swore, saying, Surely there shall none of these men of this generation see that good land which I swore to give unto your fathers, save Caleb, the son of Jethram. He shall see it, and to him I will give the land that he has trodden upon, and to this children, and to his children, because he hath wholly followed the word of the Lord. Also the Lord was angry with me for your sake, saying thou, also shall not go in hither. He said to, to him that the, the children, those little children that were in the, in the house of Israel, that did not know good from evil, that they would be able to go in. But that uh, those men that rebelled, those men of fighting age, they would never see the land of and then, I guess, uh, when you're told something you can't do, uh, you thought, well, okay, I'm sorry. I, I realized I did something wrong, and we'll go now. We'll take our arms, and we will go in, and we will fight. 
And the Lord said, it's too late. He says, don't go. I'm not going with you. I will not fight your battles. And they still didn't listen. And they charged into the land, and they were defeated badly. He says, they were, they were driven off like bees, or by being attacked by bees. And that started 40 years of traveling in the wilderness. In the fifth chapter, it recounts all those that traveling. But uh, they get back to the point that they're they're now at Isaiah Sinai again, and uh, this is where Moses jumps back and forth in his tales because he's talking about uh, going back and receiving the tablets the first the second time. And uh, when they were there the first time, the Lord spoke to the, the congregation of the Israelites from the mountain. The fire was in the mountain. The smoke was around about. And the whole assembly, all those Israelites that had come out of Egypt, they heard the voice of the Lord. They heard him saying that they should serve him. And they were afraid, and they, uh, they sent Moses up into the, into the mount to receive those tablets. And in the, um, Luke told me I'd do this. He says, you know, you get, get reading your notes, and you, you lose your place. But... Uh, In the fourth chapter of Deuteronomy, the 29th through the 31st verses, But it is from hence that thou shalt seek the Lord your God, and thou shalt find him, if you shall seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When thou art in tribulation, and all, the th- all these things are come upon you, or come upon thee in the latter days, if thou wilt turn unto the Lord thy God, and thou shalt be obedient unto his voice, the Lord thy God is a merciful God, and he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy father which, which he swore unto them. Uh, you know, that sounds like a scripture we hear quite often. Says, you know, uh, if you seek me, you'll find me. And if you knock, I will be opened unto you. And in the fifth chapter, he tells him over and over to keep the commandments that they've been given. Keep those statutes. And if you'll do that, you'll live long and be well in the land. In the 6th chapter of Deuteronomy, the 5th through the 13th verses, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day, they shall be in thy heart. 
and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest in thy way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bring, bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as a frontlet between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and upon thy gates. And, uh, you know, you, you see this uh, as a standard thing in a Jewish home that they have uh, on their, their gates going to their homes or in their, on their doors, scriptures. And, uh, like, you know, that's a pretty, pretty neat idea to keep that word in front of you. And uh, what do we do? We put that, that scripture coming into the sanctuary. And uh, I can tell you that I guess I read that probably every time I'm in this building. When I come through there, that, that catches my eye. And if we put that on our doorpost at home, on our gates as we come and go, it might help us remind us of a practical thing that would keep that scripture in our hearts of whatever they were. But uh, in our priesthood meetings, we have a, uh, a study on something each month. And this month was on study. And uh, one of the scriptures Joe read was that you were to go and read their scriptures and ponder them in your heart. And uh, once you've done that and you've come to an idea of what that means... Take it to the Lord and ask him, am I thinking right? Have I figured out this is what the Lord wants me to understand here? And if it is, you will get a burning in your heart that you have found this. But it's, uh, it's the idea that uh, you don't expect the Lord to give you everything. That uh, the Lord wants you to to reason in your mind and reason in, in your thoughts that uh, what is good and what is not. Don't expect him to give you everything. It says uh, Joe now has a scripture for us each month to memorize. And if we will do that, they will put that in our heart. And uh, they say with the mind that we have, what you put in never goes away. I mean, whether it's good or bad, it's there. And uh, you can take that out and remember it when, the, when you need to. And the Lord will help you with that. There are times I forget the name of the person I'm talking to, and I think, who is that? Who is that? But uh, when I need to know it, I remember the name. Um, but also, if you don't put anything in your mind, you're not going to get anything out of your mind. When the when the, they were told to go, they were just told to how to mingle with the the people that they would meet in their travels in the wilderness. Uh, you, know, it, you think of the wilderness as being a, a giant empty place of nothing, but uh, 
You, you don't wander in a place for 40 years of nothing without coming across people. And uh, the Lord told him as they were traveling, this people, stay away from them. Don't deal with them at all. Don't go near them. Stay completely away from them. The next group, he would say, these people, you buy, buy meat from them with money, buy water with them from money, but that's it. Don't do anything else with them. And there were others that he told them, go in and destroy this people. He says, take over their land. I don't know how they continued to wander in the wilderness after taking over and possessing a land, but that is what it says. And uh, in the scripture of when they were to go into the promised land, he said that they were to destroy and possess the land and show no mercy. They were not to make covenants with the people. They were not to allow their daughters to marry their sons or their sons to marry their daughters. And it wasn't because those children were, were bad or anything. It was because the Lord knew the weakness of the Israelites and the snare of these other gods, a tangible thing they could see and they could touch. And uh, he told them that if uh, they worshipped other gods, that he would destroy them. And uh, he said to destroy their altars, break down their graven images, and burn their graven images, and burn down the groves where they worship their gods. He didn't want them to leave anything that uh, would remind them that someone else worshipped another god in any place. In the seventh chapter of Deuteronomy, the sixth through the ninth verses, and the Lord did set his 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 love upon. The Lord did not set his love upon ye, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people. For ye were fewer than all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn to your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out of the midst of the mighty hand, or with a mighty hand, and redeemed you out of the house of bondsmen from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Know ye therefore that the Lord God is a God, is, is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenants and mercy with them that love him, and he keepeth his commandments to a thousand generations. Moses told them to keep the commandments and the statutes that he had given them, and then he would bless them, and he would multiply them. He would increase the fruit of their loins. He would increase the fruit of the land. 
It says their corn, their wine, their oil, their flocks, their sheep, that he would take away the sicknesses and the diseases that they had known in Egypt, and that he would put them upon those that stood against them. Moses told them over and over, and as I read these different chapters, I thought, he's saying the same thing over and over, almost in the same words, that uh, he says, destroy their altars, destroy their idols, that they would not be a snare. Serve only your God that brought you out of Egypt with great power. In the eighth chapter, Moses tells the people how good the land is. Now they're, they're still sitting there on that side of Jordan. And uh, he says, you know, on the other side of this river is a land that has lots of water, that has good crops, that has fig trees, that has honey. And when you go in there, you are going to build nice houses. You're going to have no want. And when that happens, don't think that uh, you had anything to do with this. But do remember that the Lord that it was him that brought you out of Egypt. It was him that brought you through the wilderness. He gave you water. He fed you manna. He brought you through the snakes. He brought you through the scorpions. And he put you through all these tribulations to see if you would be humble and that you would serve him. In the ninth chapter, The Lord goes before them as a consuming fire, he says, to drive out the people before them. In the fourth through the sixth verses of the ninth chapter, speak speak not that thine in thine heart after the Lord thy God hath cast them out from before thee, saying, for my righteousness hath the Lord brought me into this end to possess this land but for the wickedness of these nations that the Lord drive them out from before us. Not for thy righteousness or for thy uprightness. For thine hearts for of thy hearts dost thou go to possess this land but for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. And that, and that he may perform the words which he sure that the Lord swore unto thy fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand therefore that the Lord thy God giveth thee not this good land to possess it for thy righteousness. For thou art a stiff-necked people. The 
Moses continues to tell them of the trouble that they have caused. You know, they, uh, they said he jumps back and forth. It, it confuses me. But uh, these, are, these are people that need to be reminded over and over again of the things they've done and, and the things the Lord has done for them. He continues telling them that uh, you have been troubled since I met you in Egypt. You've been troubled since we left Egypt. He says, you heard the voice of the Lord yourselves. And it wasn't no time, and you built a molten calf. And you had heard those words from the tablets. You caused me to break those tablets the first time. And he says, and it cost me again. He says, Moses said that uh, after he'd broken the tablets and he had to, uh, to go before the Lord and pray for the people of Israel for 40 days and 40 nights to keep him from killing them. He says, the Lord was ready to destroy the Israelites right there and then. And he says, and build up a nation from Moses. But uh, Moses, you think uh, from this next scripture, was a was a clever man, and uh, or I'm just interpreting the scripture uh, for the ninth chapter, the twenty fourth through the twenty ninth verses. It says ye have been rebellious against the Lord. From the day that I knew you, and I fell down before the Lord forty days and forty nights, as I fell down the first time, because the Lord had said that He He would destroy you. I prayed that I prayed therefore unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, destroy not this thy people and thine inheritance, which thou hast redeemed through thy greatness which thou hast brought forth out of Egypt with thy mighty hand. Remember thy servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Look not upon the stubbornness of this people, nor of thy wickedness, nor of thy sins, or their sins. Lest the land whence thou brought us out of, or brought us out, say, because the Lord was not able to bring them into the land which he had promised them, and because he hateth them, he hath brought them out to slay them in the wilderness. Yea, and they are thy people, or yet they are thy people, and thine inheritance, which thou brought out by thy mighty power and by thy outstretched arms." That brings us back to our opening scripture of him receiving the tablets the second time. And in the 12th and 13th verses of the 10th chapter of Deuteronomy, And now, Israel, what doth the Lord require of thee but, that, but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him and to serve him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord 
and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. And that ends the last verses of this chapter of looking and seeing what the Lord has done for these people from uh, from their inception. And in the 20th and 22nd verses of the 10th chapter, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God. Thou shalt serve and to him shalt thou cleave and swear by his name. For he is thy praise and he is thy God that hath done for thee these great and terrible things which thine eyes have seen. Since thy fathers went into Egypt with threescore and ten people. And now the Lord thy God hath made thee as the stars of heaven for multitudes. I read uh, several more chapters, but uh, this is the longest sermon I've ever preached. And... uh, I hope that what you take out of this is that the Lord is a patient God and that uh, when we, uh, we turn and seek him, they will find him and that uh, he is willing to forgive us of such a great amount of things if we ask and if we would follow him. Thank you, Wilson. It's great to be reminded of all the things God has done for people in times past. And certainly we got got a lot to be to look forward to with this building of Zion. In Moses' day, they went against impossible odds, and I don't they couldn't have done it without the Lord. And we're looking at building, building Zion and having the kingdom. And we've struggled with it a long time, and those odds, too, are impossible without the Lord. But with God, it, it, comes, it comes, it's going to happen. And so this gives us great... Gives us great hope for for our day. We'd like to close with him three twenty one. We'll stand for that.
Our dear God in heaven, Lord, I thank you for this uh, time that we have uh, been able to gather into thy house to uh, hear thy words that you have given thy servant uh, in preparation to feed our hearts and our minds, Lord, once again, as uh, we know how easy it is, Lord, to be lost in thy wilderness and to, uh, to miss those signs that you have given us many, many, many times, Lord, that uh, we have uh, missed many callings and uh, many times to prepare thy hearts of thy people and uh, ourselves, Lord. I would pray that we would uh, continue to feed upon your word, that uh, we uh, would be able to uh, definitely be a part of that army that we have uh, listed ourselves in, that we would be valiant servants, Lord, that we would not sit by the wayside. And we would just pray that uh, we know that we need your help in this, that uh, we would search it out, that uh, we would be able to have it to conquer the evils that uh, are in front of us, Lord. And we just thank you for this beautiful day and this time to uh, be in thy stead, Lord. I pray that it would follow us as we leave this building, that it would give us comfort and uh, peace to go throughout it. And once again, Lord, we would uh, ask a special blessing on those uh, families that are in the, the heat of struggles of physical elements, Lord, that you would be with them and grant them the peace and the, the love that uh, we know you promise us as we know uh, those days are to come. And we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.